A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So let's get back into it. Uh, we're here again with Nicole, and we are going to now chat about insurances yeah. and setting up generational wealth. And I am so excited about this part, especially because now I'm at the point where I want to think about, I think I want to work backwards. So help me with this, Nicole. I was talking to my husband about this, and I was saying, like, how do we... How do we go about leaving our child, for example, $2 million? How do we get to that point? I want to know that if I pass away, I want to leave her $2 million. It doesn't make sense to start backwards or start, yeah, start at the end and work our way back. How do we get to that point? Because I'm thinking like a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to leave my kids so much, but they're just saving something and mm. they don't know what the end result's going to be really. Yeah. So how do we get to that point to set that goal and, and figure out what's the best, uh, the best way to get to those numbers? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point because, um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they want to invest of course, to create that wealth, which is one, one way. Um, Mm -hmm. but what's cool to me about life insurance is that life insurance is that surefire way to make sure that that money gets passed down. Because investing, you know, like even, even, even just use the example of an RESP, we put money away on a monthly basis or yearly basis mm-hmm. in hopes that our child will go to post-secondary when they're 17 or 18. Yeah. And we hope that we have saved enough so that, you know, maybe OSAP or something, you know, won't have to be used. Right. Mm-hmm. But if our life gets cut short prematurely, we never had that time that we thought we were going to have to save mm-hmm. all that money for school. Yeah. So it's the same thing when it comes to life insurance. Life insurance is something that needs to be put a, put put in place essentially right away when, of course, you have the, the funds to do so because it's that way to make sure that the hopes and dreams, financial dreams that you had for your family can still happen. It's that way to make sure that if you wanted them to have money to go to Harvard or to mm. Princeton or to UFT, but your life mm-hmm. is cut short, life insurance is going to be there to fill that gap. Life yeah. insurance is going to be there to ensure that the money you hope to have had saved up is there, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 a, it's something that, you know, other communities have been using for so long. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in our community, you know, like Leanne said, we can only speak to what we're familiar with. You know, life insurance has kind of been a taboo subject. Absolutely, a lot of people, you know, in the Caribbean community have their thoughts and opinions on life insurance. And you know, I've 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 come across many different types of people with opinions (laughs) in my day. 
(laughs) from thinking about, you know, purchasing a policy is going to bring death upon themselves. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you guys have heard it all. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's one of those things where you, you know, for pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar, money that you would use every day to get your Starbucks or your Tim Hortons, pennies on the dollar, you can use basically to pay for a premium that if you pass away tomorrow, your beneficiaries will get that $2 million. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people, I think sometimes they're, they're in disbelief that, well, Nicole, I mean, if I get this and I pass away tomorrow, will, will it really pay? And yes, it will, because it is a contractual agreement that as long as you were forthcoming with all your health information, which mm-hmm. we'll speak about in a bit, that if you pass away, this company will pay. So whether you've, you've only had the policy for two months, six months, or six years, that amount that you agreed upon will get paid out. Mm. And, you know, without having life insurance, as we can see with GoFundMes and all sorts of things, it brings Ugh. such financial hardship on the family. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad to think that something so simple, like a policy, could just avoid all of that if you Absolutely. just had that in place. Definitely. So back to your original question, Chen, I mean, how do you get that policy for $2 million? You apply for a policy for $2 million. Like it's, yeah. as, it's as simple as that. And hopefully mm-hmm. if you're in a space right now where you are healthy and you are young, because life insurance premiums are predominantly based on your, your age and your yeah. sex, males do pay more than females. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the younger you are, the healthier you are, the healthier you are, the, the less expensive the premiums will be. And you can now secure that low premium. So once again, so that if something happens, your family's protected. Amen. So what are the different types of insurances that are out there? I know that we, I, I'm not sure if it was with you, but we talked about, so right now I have a term insurance and then mm-hmm. there's also universal and the universal life. and whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted some clarification on the differences between those insurances and term Absolutely. insurance. Absolutely. Sure. It's so important to know because yeah, like I think with, I don't know, I just, I, I have to share this story because it always, it, it, it bothers me because it's just like, I just think about, you know, my husband's grandfather who was just faithfully paying his life insurance for what felt like I think it was like 30 years and then like you know gets to a point where it's like he's no longer eligible and then you know passes and then unfortunately there's just like nothing to leave behind and that's just really really hard you know it's really really hard and it's it's hard not only on the on the family that's left behind but it's also so hard on you know it was hard on him in his final days knowing that like man I'd paid all that money and like I don't have anything to show for it so this is a really important conversation and one that like especially hits home Uh, So please, yeah, tell us, what are the differences? Yeah, so life insurance can basically be broken down into two umbrellas. You know, there's term insurance and permanent. Mm -hmm. So Shen, you mentioned that you have term. Mm -hmm. So term insurance essentially provides protection for a specified period of time. Right. You can purchase a term policy, you know, from one year all the way up to 40 years if you Mm -hmm. want. So Mm -hmm. you will pay a set price on a monthly basis For example, if you get a 20-year term, you'll pay a set price on a monthly basis for 20 years. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the time frame that you have chosen. Um, When year 21 comes, the policy basically will come up for renewal. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that as the owner, you have two options. If you still need that coverage, you can renew your policy for another 20 years. 
but the price is going to dramatically increase because yes. now you're 20 years older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember I said the, the premiums are based on age. So because you're older, the price is going to increase by a lot. Some, mm, yeah. some people might even find it unaffordable depending yeah. on where you are in your life financially. Mm-hmm. So that's one option that you can, you know, um, renew it. Maybe things have changed in your life and you don't necessarily need that coverage anymore. So if you don't need it anymore, you can then cancel it upon renewal. Like maybe you don't want to renew. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you're good. So you can cancel it if you want to. But you have to understand with term insurance, um, you don't get any money back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can consider it kind of like, you know, your auto insurance. We pay auto insurance every month, accident or not, we still got to pay. Mm-hmm. Term insurance is essentially the same thing. You pay it basically every single month. However, if you don't pass away, which statistically you probably won't, yeah, you don't get any premiums back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that I think people get confused about, you know, and Leanne, this kind of goes to your situation with, with your grandfather as well, is that term for most companies expires at age 80. Yeah. Some companies age 85. Yeah, I was 85. So what that means is that even if you were able to afford all of those increases by age 80 or 85, the policy will terminate. It will Mm -hmm. end. And because of that, that's why it's essential. If you want to have money for final expenses down the road, you need to have some permanent. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So permanent insurance is basically the opposite. It's permanent. You have it for life. So there mm-hmm. is no 20 year, there's no 30 year, there's no 40 year, there's no renewal, whatever um, premium that you agree to pay, you will pay that for the duration of the policy, and it'll cover you for life. So what's cool about permanent insurance is that for whatever premium that you agree to pay, you lock in that rate, and you don't have to worry about it increasing in the future. Now, when you when you compare permanent and term side by side, the term is always going to be way less expensive. Yes. Because statistically, the life insurance company knows the chances of Leanne passing away is very slim. Mm-hmm. So they can charge you a cheaper rate. Mm-hmm. But you will see down the road that usually permanent ends up being the cheaper option. Because remember, that term price is going to increase. Yes. Yeah. So initially, term was like, yeah, nice and cheap. Let me get that instead. But down the road, when that term increases in year 21, that permanent policy still remains the same. Mm-hmm. But now that term policy has now surpassed a permanent policy and will keep going if you keep renewing it at that mm-hmm. too. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, those are the two main umbrellas. Um, if you're somebody who wants to use their insurance policy as an investment vehicle, you mm-hmm. can consider universal life, which you mentioned. Universal life is a form of permanent coverage, which allows you to have life insurance coverage, and it also has an investment component. Mm -hmm. So you are required to pay the minimum amount of of, of insurance, like you have to pay your insurance premium. But if you have extra funds that you want to invest, so an extra 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever amount, you can do something called overfunding the policy, Mm -hmm. where you will be paying more on a monthly basis. But that difference is being invested and is growing tax-free. Mm. So over the life of the policy, that extra 50 bucks is accumulating. And whatever investment that you've chosen with your advisor, it's accumulating and getting interest. And mm-hmm. you can take that money out later. You can borrow from it, you know, use it. But if you were to pass away, the death benefit along with the investment portion will pay out to your beneficiaries tax-free. 
Amazing. That's key. Okay. And then alternatively, so, whole life. So whole life mm-hmm. is um, another form of permanent. It's similar to a universal life, but the difference is there's not really any overfunding with a whole life policy. Whole life can be broken up into two umbrellas in itself. There's participating and non-participating. Participating whole life is essentially when you, um, as a policy owner, can take part in company dividends. So whatever company that you have your policy with, yeah, typically um, dividends get paid out on a yearly basis. They're not guaranteed, mm-hmm. but they get paid out to contract holders like yourself. And mm-hmm. that dividend can be paid to you in numerous ways, in cash. Um, you can use it to buy extra insurance. But basically, it's another way to grow the policy, both in a death benefit value and in cash value. Okay. A non-participating policy is basically when it's a whole life policy, it's permanent, just the same, but it does not receive any company dividends. However, there is still a cash value component to it. As the policy grows, cash value, you know, does grow within the policy, but it's not in the form of dividends. Okay. So long story short, just to make it simple, when it comes to permanent, there is permanent policies that have cash value and permanent policies that do not. Either way, both types, you have coverage for life. Right. So I need to sign up for a permanent one. (laughs) How, like, you can take as many as you want life life insurance policies out? Yeah, you can have more than one policy. You know, I, one of the things that I tell my clients, a lot of the times when people get their first policy, they're kind of very intimidated and they, they want to make sure they get it right the first time. Yeah. You have to understand that your life is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Your financial yeah. circumstances are constantly changing. You might not have any kids today and next year you have one. Yeah. Next year you <laughs> might have two. So <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that your life is going to keep financially changing. So don't think that you have to get the right amount the first time. True. What's important is that the policy, you know, um, is able to pay for any final expenses, pay off any debt, leave money to whoever you want to leave it to. But just know that as you grow and attain more assets, you purchase a home, you build your family, you most likely are going to need more. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I'll just use myself for example. I bought my first policy at I think 27. I didn't have any kids. When I had my son, I had to purchase more. When I mm-hmm. bought my first home, I had to purchase more. So just know that, you know, it's an ongoing thing where, you know, it's not bad if you have more than one and that your circumstances will will keep changing and you can just adjust as the time goes on. For sure. That's where I'm at right now because I bought my term policy in my 20s and I knew I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, I don't know if this is right. And it wasn't till recently. I'm like, I need to review all these things because I don't know if this even makes sense for me financially. And now I have my daughter and I'm thinking about that more. I want to make sure that there are things in place where um, she's not left with nothing. And um, that actually leads to my next question in regards to policies. Um, I want to double back to universal life. So is it risky to take universal life insurance if, 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 um, if it's also an investment type policy? I don't know if I'm asking the right question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, not at all. Not at all. Because remember the investment component is optional, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to overfund the policy. I have many clients that have, you know, universal life policies that have chosen not to overfund at this time. So it's an option. Mm -hmm. As long Mm -hmm. as you're paying the actual cost of insurance, let's Uh say the actual cost is 25 bucks. 
as long as you're paying the $25, you're good. Like that's okay. all that needs to be paid. If you want to overfund, you have the ability to do so. And when you do decide to do it, you and your advisor will choose based on your risk tolerance, which you spoke about before, you will determine what fund you want to place it in. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll put it in a bond. Maybe you'll just put that extra money in a high interest savings account. It doesn't mm, have okay. to be anything too risky. So don't think that like the whole policy, you know, is at risk. Like, no, it, overfunding is something you have the option to do. And when you okay. choose to do it, you'll find something that aligns with what you're, you know, trying to achieve. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. And I love the idea of having multiple because I, 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 that's the whole thing too. Like I, especially when I, cause I also have a term policy as is Leon. And now I've been looking into universal life um, for myself and for Leon as well. And we're like, how many policies should we have? But then it's just like, yeah, I've, I've heard m- m- multiple insurance brokers say like, you can have three and four and five because your life keeps changing because you can't change the value of a policy. Correct. You can only. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So typically once you get a policy, that's a contractual agreement. So yes. if you want more, typically it's you buying another policy. So you'll have more than one. Okay, perfect. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Okay. So the question that I have, um, (laughs) because it was something that was, I was approached um, with by a friend of mine who, you know, um, used to sell insurance and even my aunt as well. And it was met with um, a bit of resistance, primarily because of what you already mentioned about like, you know, Caribbean superstitions. And that's a life insurance policy for Yara. Yeah, that was now, my like, next question. Yeah, it's like it's super scary when we think about that, right? It's just like the idea, like, why would I take a policy? And I remember my friend like actually being taken aback because I was so pregnant when she'd approached me. I was just like nearing my due date. And she was like, You should really get a policy for her, like as soon as she gets out, because it'll be dirt cheap. And I was just like, What? And she was like, I know, I know why you're freaked out. She's like, you know, she's like, I get it. She's like, but here's why you should do it. And at that point, I was just like, oh my God, I just need this kid to come out healthy and alive. Like, this is, that's way too much. Like, I can't even go there. Um, but recently, I did get a universal life policy for Yara. So I think, yeah, I, I, I understand now how it can be so beneficial for her um, and has little to nothing to do with me trying to profit off of her untimely death and so much more about setting her up for the future. So please share with us um, why it's, pretty awesome to have insur- an insurance policy for your child and like the, the sooner the better so I'm gonna yeah I love what you just said it is awesome and I'm going to shout that from the rooftops it is awesome <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> like having a policy for your child is one of the best things that you can do right as moms automatically like you just said like a policy on my kid like for what like they're not gonna yeah. die and You just think all these negative, like, you know, morbid thoughts, which naturally, you know, you get. That's not Mm -hmm. something you actually want to think about. Exactly. Yeah. Policy for your child is way more than that. It's Mm -hmm. not about that. That's a component of it, right? Initially, you know, by getting a policy for your child, what it's doing is in the event your child happened to pass away premature before their time, funds are available now for you, of course, to, you know, pay for final expenses. Exactly. But you know what? It's way more than that, too. True. If your child is to pass away, you ain't going back to work anytime soon. True. Okay. Best believe you're going to be off for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to be worried about while you're grieving your child is bills, is rent, mm-hmm. yeah. is utilities, is cable. 
is, you know, the sustainability of, of, of your household. So mm-hmm. getting a policy is, is more than just paying for final expenses. It's making sure that you can grieve the way you want to, when you want to, how long you want to, for not, and not worrying about the financial impact of the family. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about rushing back to work in, you know, in two weeks because you have bills to pay. There's money set aside for that where you can just, you know, grieve, stay home, cry, whatever you want to do, and not have to worry about that pressure of getting back to work. So that's number two to think about. Number three, like you said, is, you know, setting your, your child up. When you use policies like whole life and universal life for your kids, those investment components can do so much for them when they're older. Mm -hmm. Because if you get this policy for your child while they're young, a baby, one, two years old, that cash value is growing while they're growing. Mm-hmm. So by the time your child is 18 years old, there can be a nice sweet little nest egg right there for them to use. Mm-hmm. That can be used for school. It can be used for their first car, whatever you want. As a policy owner, which is yourself, you have the ability to choose what that cash value is used for. And then to take it even further, where the generational wealth aspect comes into play, is that you can set up your policy so that your policy is paid off in 20 years. Mm -hmm. So for example, Mm -hmm. I'll use my son. My son has a 20 pay policy. His policy will be paid up in 20 years, meaning that there'll be no more premiums required after 20 years. Mm -hmm. But because it's a participating whole life policy, even though it's finished being paid for, it's still growing in value because those Mm -hmm. dividends are buying additional insurance every single year. So the death benefit that was once 50000 is now 100000 by the time he's 30 years old. And it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. And if my son, if I gift this policy to my son as an adult, he now has over 100k, 300k of life insurance paid up in full exactly. that he can now use towards his family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's setting them up. It's setting up that future generational wealth. Because if you have a participating policy or even universal life and never touch those cash values, guys, that is a, a, a whole lot of money that can be passed down to my son's family when he passes away if he never touches those values. Mm-hmm. And these mm-hmm. are things that other communities have been doing for years yeah. that we just don't know about. We just haven't been privy to. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to put these things in place now because, as I said, while your kid is growing, the, the cash value is growing too. So there's multiple ways to create income streams. You know, we mm-hmm. have the RESP, you know, there's maybe buying stocks, you know, and then of course, now we have the, the whole life cash value life insurance. Um, the third thing I want to mention too, that I, I have to say is probably the main thing I talk about to moms is by getting a life insurance policy for your child. Now you're guaranteeing them to be able to have life insurance despite if their health changes down the road. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. parents that don't have policies for their kids now might say, yeah, Nicole, you know, when they're older, when they're 19 or 20, they'll get their own policy. They don't, gotta, they don't gotta get it now. But what if they can't? Yeah. What if their health changes? What if at five years old, they're diagnosed with sickle cell? What if at age eight, they are now autistic? I literally have moms that come to me that can't get insurance for their kids because of health conditions and they wish mm-hmm. they could. So by putting a policy in place for your child now, you're doing something called protecting their insurability, which means that by getting them a simple 50,000, even 25K, you're allowing them to have insurance locked in 
so that when they're older, if their health were to change, it's not a problem because mm-hmm. you've been able to lock in a certain amount of insurance for them now. Yeah. So it's, it's more than, you know, just the whole death benefit aspect. It's, it's locking in insurability and creating future wealth. Girl, yeah. I feel like I can listen to you talk all day. You got a podcast? <laughs> I'm just like, wow, gems, just the gems. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So one thing I want to add to a lot of moms will say, okay, Nicole, well, where should I start? So the most ineffective, um, not ineffective, I'm sorry, the most um, price conscious way to cover your child would be to add them to your own policy. So if you have an existing policy now, you can add something called a child rider. Mm-hmm. And a child rider is essentially an attachment where you can cover your kid to up to maybe 30K, doesn't really go past that in most cases. And um, for an extra, let's say 15 bucks a month, you can cover your kid for up to 25 or 30,000 right onto your policy. And what's cool about a child rider is that it covers all of your kids for one cost. So if you have one kid now and you add the child rider and the next year you're pregnant and you have another child, that kid can be added onto the child rider with no increase of premium. Oh. It covers all of your kids after 15 days of life. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's the most, um, you know, cost effective way to cover your children because mm-hmm. this one $15 extra will cover all of your kids. The only thing is the child rider will only cover till age 25. Mm-hmm. Once they're an adult, then they can convert their child rider to their own policy and usually up to five times the amount without showing any proof of health. So, oh, yeah. So you've majorly locked in their insurability because now they can convert that 25K to up to 125 with no health questions asked. That isn't unreal. So let me just make sure I got this. So I have an insurance policy. I put a child rider. I have three kids. The child rider is 30,000. That means it's 30,000 for every kid. Each kid. Wow. So they can potentially Holy. convert it. So like, 30, I guess times five. Yeah. So it's like $150,000 per kid. And like, all I've paid is an extra $15 a month. Yes. Now, now just keep in mind, once they convert it though, no proof of health is required, but whatever the cost will be at that point, at that point will be determined by what the age of the child is. Okay. So let's say the kid is now 22. You as a mom is going to say, Hey, you know, time for you to get your own policy. Well, I don't want it, mom. Well, you're getting it. So what they can do is you can take that 25K or 30K and write the insurance company that you let them know you want to convert it. And then at that point, the life insurance company will let you know, of course, what the cost of the premium will be, but it'll be super low because you're 22 years of age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, you know, let's just say it's, uh, let's just say, for example, it's going to be $22 a month. So now mm-hmm. your child who hopefully is working and, you know, is an, an accomplished adult will now take over that <laughs> policy and pay 22 bucks a month. And they're off to the races with their own policy. Amazing. So if their health changed, doesn't matter because now you've locked in up to five times the amount with no health questions asked. <laughs> if that, that's, are, that's not a gem, I don't know. I am going to pass this episode down to every person I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm not kidding. These are life-changing gems, honestly. Life-changing. Life- this information is not commonly shared. At all, not even a little bit. Like we need to start having these kind of conversations. And it's so funny or so right when you bring these things up to family members. Mm. It's like they're so tight lipped about it. <laughs> maybe because they don't know. And that's and what maybe I was they say. I, it's, it's usually because they don't know. 
And remember, mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. if you're coming from a background where life insurance wasn't privy to you, you know, you didn't have it, your parents didn't have it, all of these things about child riders and all that, they're not going to know any of that because they haven't even taken the time themselves to look into coverage to protect their own family. So a lot of the times, once you do this research, it really is up to you to wear that CEO hat in your family to pass this knowledge down mm-hmm. because the, 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 nor- the odd person, you know, is really not going to look into this type of stuff. And a lot of the times you have to be that person to pass that knowledge down. There's always that one person in the family that's kind of a little bit more financially savvy than others. <laughs> so if that's you, you got to share this episode. Yeah. Got to make sure that your family gets this information because, you know, it, like you said, it's not common knowledge. And unless it's, it's, if it's not brought to you in the forefront, how are you going to know? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not one thing that I say, you know, a lot with my clients is it's not an excuse anymore. True. You know, there's so much from YouTube University to Google. <laughs> there's so much free knowledge. These yeah. podcasts, yeah. educational podcasts, there's so much knowledge for people to get some of this information from. Whereas back in the day, our parents didn't have that. So we, we can give them a, a, a little bligh. Yeah. But for us, <laughs> there's not, there, there's no excuse. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. It isn't an, an excuse. We can't be ignorant to what's out there. We all know we're supposed to get insurance, but yeah, I'll tackle that next year. Yeah. And then next thing you know, a GoFundMe is being, you know, set up for you because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. I can't even laugh. That's a nightmare to me. I know. It's such a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It I is. I do not a want living, that for living. anyone in my life. No, mm-hmm. for no one. I do have one question about uh, people that might say, well, it's okay. Like, I already have life insurance through my work. Like, I've already got it. It's offered through my work. Like, why would I pay extra money if they're already taking, I see it, long-term disability or short-term disability, whatever it is. Or I, and I've signed something. I've signed off on something with manual life. I know I have something. I don't think I need anything extra. Um, great, great question. Yeah. So life insurance with your work is great to have if you've accepted it, if you've increased it, if you, if you, some people are even paying extra to get double the coverage at work. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. But guess what? That coverage is only available to you while you work there. So if you work there, you're part of the group benefit and you get that coverage two times your income, three times your income. Great. However, if you get let go, if you leave, if you quit, a lot of the times you don't have coverage anymore. Mm-hmm. And for some people who've been, which I've seen personally. Especially now. Yeah, for some people who have been oh at, a, at a job for so many years and retire there, yeah. there's another problem that arises <gasps> because when you retire there. Don't say it. <laughs> that, oh, no. that policy usually at that point is not available to you anymore. No. However, however, however. A lot of companies, though, will allow you to convert that coverage to your own. But guess what? It's going, the premiums are going to be your age at your no. age at that time. Stop oh, it. Who, my God. Who's trying to get their first life insurance policy at 65? <laughs> who's trying to get it at 65 for the first time? Oh, so no. You don't, no. you don't wait until you're 65 and retiring to try and inquire about a life insurance policy. I've, I've had that oh my goodness. plenty of times where I've oh, serviced God. clients over the age of 60. This, this seems to be hitting home with you guys. Is there a <laughs> situation that you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, for me, it's only because I like, I, like I, you know, I pay into a policy, like as a teacher, like I, you know, it's, it's whatever, but like, I I said that and someone had said that I'd said that to other and I've heard that like I've heard that conversation in the workroom 
we're good. We are, you know, we, we pained. Like I've, I've heard that before because we've seen, like, there's also been like manual life and, and, and sun life pants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the worker members like, yeah, you don't need that. Like we already have. And you know, and it's scary because there are younger teachers entering the field every day who are thinking like, Oh, I'm good. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need that. And, mm -hmm. I, and I had never thought about that. I, I, I thought like, maybe if you were retired, if you don't, if you're not fired, you don't quit, you're covered. Once you retired, I, I assumed I'd hoped that like it would just transfer over. I had no idea. It, well, you know what? You know what? Sorry to cut you. It, it, it's quite possible. I, I do want to tell people that it's very important for you to read. Because a lot yeah. of people, when I ask them what their benefits are, I don't know. I don't know. Read <laughs> the benefits. So I, I'm still generalizing. It's okay. very quite possible that maybe your place of employment has something special. Maybe they will allow you to have a certain amount paid up when you leave. Who mm. knows? But generally speaking... When you leave a place of employment, that insurance is not coming with you. And if they do give you the ability to take some, they're not giving you the, the group price anymore, girl. You ain't part of the group. <laughs> <laughs> you're gone. You're gone. So you're not paying oh my that, goodness. that $15, that $10. You left the group. So best believe girl, you that's some, that is so shady. <laughs> But it's the truth. You know, so you're not wow. going to get that luxury. The price is going to increase. So instead oh of waiting God. till you're in your 60s, do what you need to do and lock in a secure rate now while you're younger. And if you have work insurance still, it's a bonus. Consider, it a, cher consider it a cherry on top. Yeah. I, I don't mm. even, I don't even, I don't even include work insurance in my calculations because it's not guaranteed to be there tomorrow. So I still consider it but I consider it an extra, an extra bonus because I can't tell my client, nor can they tell me that they'll still be at that place of employment 10 years from now or 15 years from now. So I'm not going to include it in my calculations. I want to make sure that if they're not there, their family's going to be good. True. Plain and simple work insurance or not. Yes. So read your benefits, girl, read your benefits package. <laughs> you ain't part of the group. <laughs> that stuck with me. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's the job. That's the quote. Oh, that man. is so petty. <laughs> wow. That's crucial, though. That's a big takeaway. My God. Because yeah. I, I feel like I'm just thinking back. I did this, all this stuff in my 20s. Even, even like after I had winter, I got her an RESP right away. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was such a fuzzy time. Mm -hmm. like, what? what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like going back to read. I'm like, did I do the right thing? I can't even, I don't even know why I made those decisions at that, that moment. I felt yeah. like I was just not all there. And now I'm like at the point, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm reading over everything. I'm like, I need to change all the things like everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's why it's important just to touch on that, that you have to revisit these things on a yearly yeah. or, or mm -hmm. every two year basis. You can't just set it and forget it because mm -hmm. as you said, life, changes mm -hmm. the so much your, your investment tolerance at 21 not knowing anything about investing and just having mm -hmm. a baby versus now where you know more you can handle more risk now but yet your baby's still stuck with bonds and gic's because you didn't go back right so you need to make sure that you're <laughs> visiting your plans to ensure that what you put in place is still relevant to today oh god the work never ends <laughs> it really doesn't <laughs> It really doesn't. Damn. When they said have a kid, they say it's mm -hmm. not about Instagram pictures. <laughs> a lot more than that. There you want to set them up. Yeah. Remember, yeah. 
the, the, the life that we weren't able to have, you know, due to our parents not doing this or doing that, it's going to take some change. You have yeah. to be willing to do the things that your parents mm-hmm. didn't do. You right. have to be willing to do the extra work that they didn't do to see different results. Yeah. You're going to get the exactly. exact same results if mm-hmm. you don't do, you know, if, you're, if you continue to do the same thing over and over, it's just going to trickle down. And if you don't take Absolutely. time to educate yourself, you're not going to be able to pass down those seeds. It's just the same thing over, over. And history will guarantee repeat themselves. Unless your son or daughter is a self-starter or has another center of influence to bring them that way, you're still their first teacher for a lot True. of things. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't depend on the school system to educate our kids. And that's where you come into play to making sure that that gap is filled. Absolutely. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is a life-changing episode. It is. It's like this. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is fantastic and incredible stuff. I mean, Nicole, I don't even know. Like, I feel like we got to send you a fruit basket. um, (laughs) Yeah. We got to send you something, girl, because I'm telling you, like, this is this is real. It's life-changing. I kid you not. Like, no, life-changing. Absolutely. So helpful. It's so beneficial. And I know that you 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 do this all the time. Like, you outside of, of course, you do it for a living. But even on your own personal Instagram, you're sharing and inspiring and motivating. So, um, I would love if you could share with us, like, you know, where where people can listen to you and follow you and get more insight because I feel like something tells me this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, for those of you that are on Instagram, you definitely can follow me um, on my IG page, Advisor on the Go, where I have, you know, IGTV videos about saving and crushing debt and investing. I also have another video on there that I've done about insurance for kids. Um, so yeah, check, check me out on there. Uh, Facebook, you can find me at Nicole Simons Wealth Solutions. And uh, you also can find um, one thing that I forgot to mention, actually, is that our company, CPN Financial, started a non-for-profit called Seeds for Success. Yes. So Seeds for Success basically um, is where we teach youth financial literacy. So we teach everything from budgeting, saving, investing, and we were doing in-person workshops. But because of the pandemic now, of course, that had to stop. But we will hopefully be resuming some online, um, I guess you could say webinar within the next few months. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can check us out at uh, Seeds for Success on uh, Instagram as well. Amazing. Friends, (laughs) you're crazy. You're crazy. You are a crazy person if you (laughs) not head to like Nicole's Instagram and follow her. You are also crazy if you don't rate this, this, this episode. Like, are you kidding me? Every single person who listens to this episode should run out to Apple, uh, Apple podcast and rate it because like, it was fantastic. There were so many gems dropped. It was such a fantastic episode um, and series. Nicole, we're so grateful. We're so, 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 so grateful. Thank, yeah, oh thank you goodness. guys. Thank you guys for having me. This has been amazing. And I, I hope the people listening, you know, have, have taken some note and it's encouraged you, like I said, to have those important conversations. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's one thing everybody says, you know, knowledge is power, mm-hmm. but it really isn't. It's, it's action. That's power. Cause you can learn all of this stuff and, you know, be so inspired today and kind of fall right back into, you know, your complacency. Right. So mm-hmm. it's important for you to take action with the information you've learned today. It doesn't all have to fall in place overnight. The most important thing is just to start, make a little to-do mm-hmm. list. Maybe this month you tackle life insurance. Maybe the following month you tackle how to invest. 
But, you know, use this time, especially during quarantine, if you're working from home or mm-hmm. having some more time off, use this time to educate yourself. Use this time to, you know, listen to more podcasts like this, you know, follow people on YouTube, you know, follow uh, financial influencers like myself on IG. Use this time to educate yourself so that, you know, you go into 2022 swinging. <laughs> swinging. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God. I actually have no words. I'm so excited. This is like life changing for me. I cannot wait. I'm going to be bothering you. That's I, mean, for sure. thing. <laughs> I need an appointment. Hey girl, link in my bio. Link in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know. I don't even want to ask anything else, guys. Just take this in, soak this in. This is, yeah. these tips are important. These are life skills. So, yeah. Understand that this is very, very crucial to your future and your family's future. Um, so take it in, write it down, listen to it three, four, five times if you have to, and get connected to the right people and the right information because you there's no downside to this. The more you put in the work is the more you are securing your future. So guys, thank you for listening. <laughs> but with that being said, Nap time is over, and we will see you guys in our next episode. Goodbye. Bye, friends. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.